Hello and welcome to episode four of Punches from the Pods. I'm Tommy Watt from T to T Boxing, and as always, I'm joined here by the blonde bomber Ebony Bridges. For those of you who don't know, Ebony picked up an impressive TKO win at the weekend here in Sydney. So uh, before we jump into too much more, congratulations on the win and um, how you feeling? Good, thank you very much. Now I'm feeling good. Um, you know, really, really pumped to be back in there. Um, you know, after obviously having eight months off, I think just getting back in there and throwing down and feeling knuckles on skulls is um, pretty awesome. So yeah, I'm keen as keen as to get back in there again. Yeah, so it was um, yeah third round TKO, yep. sort of dominated from the start. Nearly got yep. a first round knockout. Yeah, yeah, almost got a first round knockout. Yeah, um, the nice straight right. It was actually followed up by like a big. There was first like a short right hook. And then she turned and then I did like a um, one-two and that second right hand kind of just stumbled her and she lost her legs and she, um, the ropes catched her and then as soon as the ropes catched her, the bell went. So yeah, she got out of that one, luckily, and she had the minute to recover and yeah. And uh, obviously expert commentary from, yes, from myself. of course. Yeah, the commentary is great. <laughs> but, um, that you know, brings us on sort of nicely to you know, the topic of the day. Um, women in boxing uh, is our main sort of topic of discussion uh, for today. So, I mean, over the last few years, we have seen a sort of fairly you know, meteoric rise in the women's game. Um, but yeah, that's not to say that there wasn't decades of hard work going yeah. on before then. Uh, but before 2012, you know, we didn't have women in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so now we're seeing, you know, not only in the amateurs, but we're also seeing, you know, in the professional ranks, them headlining shows and um, not just being, you know, the yeah. filler fight or yeah. a sort of novelty act for the evening. So yeah. we are seeing some changing attitudes um, and you're obviously uniquely placed to sort of talk about that. So what do you think has been the key to the sort of rise in the popularity over the last few years? Um, you know, I think there's a few things. Um, I have to give credit to the UFC. I think, I mean, I know it's kind of mm-hmm. going off here, but I do actually, no. I do actually think that having UFC and Ronda Rousey and what they did with the female boxing UFC has really also helped women's boxing. Yeah. Because it's actually showed. I know it's very unfortunate that they didn't do it with boxing. <laughs> they should have done it with boxing. But we're lucky to have the UFC that kind of goes. You know, actually, these girls are worth putting money in. They're worth um, promoting. And showing the world that um, you know girls actually can fight and they're entertaining. So I think kind of that helped. Mm. Um, I also think obviously um, how there's a lot more exposure, you know, with social medias and stuff yeah. like this. People are seeing it. Um, again, new age, you know, equality, and you know, I'm trying for equality. I think there's quite a few things that play part um, in the growing. I mean, it's not in, only in boxing. It's in women's sport in general. Like, I mean, you're seeing the rugby, you know, the rugby sevens, yeah. you know, girls, like, you know, it's just, it's the whole kind the football of World Cup we just football World well. Cup. Like, I mean, it's times are changing and, um, you know, um, we're kind of lucky as females for that, but it's been way too long time coming, you know, and I think the thing that separates it, say, you know, rugby and all that um, to women, I mean, to boxing is the fact that it's fighting, like punching each other in the face and it's very aggressive mm. and that's, you know, not long ago, you know, all this kind of stuff's really looked upon. Like, girls aren't supposed to fight. I mean, girls aren't supposed to do anything aggressive. They're supposed to be dainty and, and pretty and, and yeah. cute and then clean the house and, and whatever it may be. But obviously, you know, new age, like, girls are, you know, just as capable of doing everything as men can do. And we're starting to see that. So um, I think that, I think there's also obviously been some key key women in the sport. Um, like, you know, your Katie Taylor, um, and your Clarissa Shields, um, 
who I think it's also been luckily that we got into the um, the Olympics because that also showcased that girls can box, yeah. you know, to the world. But I know that um, Jane Couch in England, uh, in, uh, yeah, she's from England. Um, she put in a big petition for getting um, female boxing even um, legal in England because actually that wasn't mm. even legal that long ago either. So you know, there's all these kind of people along the way that have have kind of helped it, but it's definitely at its peak now. And I think there's a few key. Um, female um, role, right? you know, people that are pushing it. But there is definitely some in the past. Like you said, there's been decades and decades of build up to that. If it wasn't for those people in the past that have still been sticking at it and pushing through, I don't think we would have the girls that we have now, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, the first thing, the first thing you mentioned there was you mentioned the UFC and how that yeah. was sort of met in, in that. And you think that ties in with the sort of acceptance of women fighting and yeah. being in combat sports yeah. and, you know, rough sports yeah, so rough, to speak yeah. um, I think that obviously as the popularity of that's risen it's you know, paved the way for boxing Definitely. to be there and there isn't such a, a big thing but, and I know you you still get some of it so it's still there that people think oh, women shouldn't be oh, fighting or yeah, it's definitely. not like that's completely gone no no it's definitely I mean it's definitely not completely gone um, women still um, there isn't still a lot of disadvantages for us we still you know a lot of people that don't think we should fight there's still a lot of you know there's still old school trainers and old school people that still don't think that women should be fighting and you know like each to their own um but yeah it's not like completely accepted and people you know i say like normal people people not within boxing mm. they still find it kind of like wow like you know you're, you're fighting like you but you like being hit in the face like it's like i mean what's the difference between a girl's face and a boy's mm. face i mean maybe you know, like, oh, I just want to go into the amateur stuff. So in amateurs, the girls still have to wear headgear, the elites, but the boys have got their headgear off in the Olympics mm. and the world trials, um, the world, the world championships. The guys are, are allowed to have no headgear, but they still keep the headgear on for the women. Why? You know, we don't have any different brains or any different skulls. If anything, the girls don't hit as hard as the men, so to speak. So, I mean, mm. we're not going to get hit as hard. But what they don't want is a bloody face or a cut. Women with a bloody face or, or a cut on their eye on the paper of the Olympics, you know, because you know, it looks look, bad. Yeah. It's not a good look for a pretty girl to have a cut up face from a head clash or whatever mm. for not having the headgear on. And I mean, like, you know, one of the reasons I kind of got out of the amateurs because I really didn't like the headgear. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, there's those, those um, uh, not equality, but those differences as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, it's just going to be time is going to be a yeah, time, healer for that definitely. situation. It's the only yeah. way people are going to get yeah, past definitely. it. But the more we see it, the more people are exposed to it. Exactly. Um, and I think every time you see people come to a, a women's fight, especially if you get a good one, um, yeah, it really changes opinions. And, I, yeah. and so I was there, um, I was there commentating for the Baby Dancer and Dee Dee Hobbs fight yeah. last year. And um, you're in the arena, you're people walking away like, oh, wow. yeah, I want to see that again. You yeah. know, I can't wait to see it. And you could tell it, there was people that went into that thinking, oh, here we are, a, a, women, a fight. women's fight. We'll, yeah. we'll go get a beer or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the place is on their, you know, place on their feet. Like, Everyone's going shit. crazy. And yeah, like girls can fight. And Diddy Hobbs is a, a machine. She's tough, man. She can throw down. And same with baby um, Nansen. But, I mean, it's funny you say that about the whole, you know, oh, it's a girl's fight. Let's go. I was talking to Susie Q. And she said, you know, she's she's been... 
she's one of the you know one of the girls the women in australia that have paved boxing um for the mm. women um and you kind of not forget but you don't see them because she's not out in the limelight and she's not you know um doing all that but you got to remember where these girls came from like 10 years ago or whatever before it was even anywhere near accepted and um you know she was telling me that it was hard enough to get on promotions and promoters to actually even think to let them go on the show mm. because it's like, well, why? No one wants to watch you, you know? So she used to actually um, come out with like a, you know, a, a performance before her fight. Like when she walked out, she'd have all the dances and all the music and all these kind of performances. So people are like, oh, hey, what's going on here? Um, you know, like, let's watch this. This looks really interesting, you know? Um, instead of just seeing a girl walk out and being mm. like, oh, it's a girl's fight. Yeah, let's go get a beer or this is going to yeah. be, this is going to be shit. Like girls can't fight. You know, they're not supposed to be fighting. So, I mean, there's things, you know, back in the day that I'm sure a lot of the girls like, you know, Susie Q, like, you know, Shannon or whatever, that might have had to do things to get noticed. Um, and like, good luck getting on Fox cards and stuff like that. You yeah. know, back then people definitely wouldn't want to... And it's hard enough for boxing in general, to, I think, to get, exactly. on the, to get onto Fox isn't yeah. it, in the, over the last few years. And we've seen that's been a big struggle for boxing in general is to yeah. get that kind of television coverage. Yeah. And, um, yeah, particularly live television coverage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, who wants to watch the fight where they know the result? It's just so hard. To, yeah, exactly. You know, you know. Yeah, obviously we we do it, but yeah. as a casual fan, yeah, you know, I don't do it for any other sport. If I know the result, I'd never go and, and yeah, watch it watch just it. to see exactly. what it was like in the in the sort of the moments. Um, so you, you also mentioned and you mentioned Susie Q there, and, yeah. and we, earlier we mentioned people like Katie Taylor and Christian yeah. Shields. Um, so do you think that the sort of the trailblazers, people like that? they're the ones that are really sort of opening the doors. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, um, I'm not 100% sure on how much girls were making, you know, before the Katie Taylors, before the Clarissa Shields, but I'm sure it wasn't much. Like, mm. I mean, they're always, there's always putting out more um, than they're getting. Like, I remember, you know, listening, like um, Jane Couch has a, like, has a book and she has, a, you know, I've listened to her podcast and she was saying how, you know, she went for a world title fight overseas um, I mean, she's from England, but she went into um, another country mm. for a world title fight. Um, and she actually had to sleep on the stairs in a hallway for a world title fight. She only got paid like a couple of thousand dollars for this world title fight. She didn't even get a room. She got nothing. Like, they just didn't set her up. They didn't care about female boxing. They're like, no, if you want to wow. fight for this world title, you know, you this, no worries, we'll put you on. But you find your own thing. You know, this is whatever. And, yeah. you know, women, it's not, unfortunately, you know, you're constantly being told, that we can't make money in boxing. So, you know, we can't look at it as a career, it's more of a hobby, because we actually have a full, we have to work a full-time job or two to make ends meet because we're not getting paid enough in boxing. Yeah. You know, but then that's changing because you've got Katie Taylor who's getting paid hundreds of, of thousands, yeah. you know, and that Clarissa Shields fight, that it was, her purse was $500,000 just for Clarissa. Was, for that one was. Was, yeah, before, before the, the, the sucker punch that ruined the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, like, that's some big purse for women's boxing. You know, it's not millions, but that's, that's much better than a couple of grand. Yeah, it's better than a kick in the teeth. It is, it is. And you also got to remember, I mean, we, we can expect to get paid the same, but at the same time, not... You know, not really like our, our our climb to the top is very fast because yeah. there's a smaller pool. So, you know, we're not having to slug it out for 20, 30 fights to get a shot at a world title. We can do it in a, in a cup in two years. Mm. Men, maybe five, ten years sometimes. Like, you know, yeah. they have to really get there. So if you look at the time, the length that it gets, I think, you know. You, and I think, yeah, until attitudes completely change, there yeah. is 
an element of marketing and, and business Market, yeah, comes like into it. How many people are going to watch? Like you can't pay someone a million dollars if only bring you know, in a fifty thousand people are yeah, going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so exactly. That that comes that comes into it as well, and we see it. And I see that argument. You see it last year when the Women's World Cup was on. That that argument was there, and I think there is obviously equality has to be a consideration. But if you know, ten times as many people are watching a certain person, male or female, yeah. that person's going to get Could paid pay more. more. Exactly. Um, so yeah. that that is just the, the way things will break down. But yeah. we do get people that break the mold, yeah. and then the more that's broken, the more exactly. that becomes the norm. And and so just going back to UFC, like I mean, th- there's a lot of boxes. Like I know Serrano, uh, Amanda Serrano, um, Hardy, um, Heather Hardy. Um, uh, uh, there's another one just switched over to do the, their MMA pro- debuts because. MMA and UFC or Bellator, mm. they're paying more than boxing. And these girls have been in boxing for how many years? And they've had to make the switch just to get a decent pay. Yeah. So well, UFC... Holly Holm. Holly Holm, yeah. You know, making a... Like, you know, they're making the switch to MMA because MMA are putting the money in. But also because MMA fans, actually, like, they see they see that girls fight harder. They fight harder. The UFC is always putting on main event women, main event. And they are getting just as much, if not more sometimes... Mm. Then the males fighting on the undercards, yeah, well, you know. Amanda Nunes is the one at the moment. Nunes, yeah, you know, like um, I don't follow the UFC too much, so I can't comment too much, but I just definitely know that there is that there, and and it's because um, you know, the fans are seeing that there's good fights and and they can fight just as hard, which they definitely do, and it's the same in boxing. The only problem is, is in boxing, um, you know, like we're not getting to see it as much because it's not being televised as much, you know, yeah. so people aren't getting the exposure as much to it. You know, but like, you know, we said we're, we're, there are people breaking that and there are coming through more and people are seeing that girls can box. Like, Katie Taylor's an absolute gun. She, you wouldn't think that she was a, go- a girl. You'd think she fought yeah, like, she and she's, like a man. Yeah, and you see she spars with guys. She spars with guys, you know, yeah, yeah. And a few other guys in, in that Irish camp. And, um, yeah, I've seen interviews with, with Frampton and a few other people where they've yeah. said, you know, it's, it's one of the hardest spars they get yeah. technically and technically, physically. Because exactly. she's just all up, all up in your face. And, yeah. you know, there's some argument that, you know, someone's in the same weight category, they yeah, it should be relatively competitive. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's always going to be those natural yeah. differentiators. But um, yeah, I'd love to see Katie Taylor in with some with one of the guys in the division. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because Susie Q, did you hear about? She had a fight. She fought a man. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Yeah. Know about so that. she no, it was a lady boy from Thailand. It was a big thing. It was all on the news. Um, in the newspapers. Um, was that recently? Yeah, that? not not full recently. I think it was a. Because uh, oh, okay, so there was another example. That it was a couple of years week. ago. It yeah. wasn't that long ago. Like I mean, in the, in the scheme of things, maybe five years ago, and um, she got um, a girl from oh a girl, but it was a guy from Thailand, and um, she she Susie Q beat him, her whatever. Yeah. Um, but then her opponent. They they were very questionable because um after they you seen photos with like different photos and someone said hey I know that Thai she or he used to fight as a guy yeah blah, blah blah you know and they actually did tests and did did um blood testing or hormone testing and found out that yeah actually it was a guy and then that was a huge thing on the news because it's like girls fighting a guy like mm. and and she beat her but imagine imagine like if something happened for example yeah imagine something happened because even i've talked to Susie about it and Susie said you could tell the difference in power like it was ridiculous like i mean you know by the third round you could tell the difference and it's true like mm. if you have a male and a female the same weight it's it's going to be you're going to see the difference like yeah. the man's going to be stronger right anyways and um you know if something happened to Susie and then they later found out that it was which they did find out that it was a a, a guy um then imagine that they would have they would have banned boxing altogether you yeah, know, for women, women issue. boxing, I mean, like yeah. women's boxing. And it was only just became legal maybe after a couple of years. 
So it's kind of like these little things like that just can ruin stuff so easily for female boxing, you know, because it's already such on a, like a, a thin rope where people are just starting to accept it, you know what I mean? Mm. And there's a lot of um, mixed, mixed emotions or mixed um, opinions that it's not going to take too much that could maybe set it back a little bit, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, so it's, it's very touch and go. Yeah, and, and just speaking of setbacks, and I think, you know, I don't want to mention names and, and be too specific, but I think with certain, you see it worldwide, um, you know, where you get, you know, someone who's maybe not initially a boxer but has a profile or maybe yep. is a boxer but quickly gets a profile for yep. whatever reason, usually and it's for being attractive yep, in, course, in the women's yep. game because that's what the media will pick up yeah, on. Yeah, well, it's marketability. Um, so you see that and then, yeah, then you look at their... The people they're fighting yeah. it's continue like 15 fights in they're still fighting debutants yeah, they're fighting exactly. people that haven't yeah. won a fight yet and then you're thinking you've got a spotlight every time someone tunes in it's shit yeah you win and obviously and then yeah and then you you're getting paid yeah. your promoter's getting paid but nothing you're not advancing the sport exactly not advancing. not advancing the sport and you're not really advancing yourself but yeah you're definitely not advancing the sport because people know like that you're fighting like bums if you want to call them that or you know like um you know, body bags just to get the wins, but it actually, it it really doesn't look good. And people, um, you know, they roll their eyes about it. And and like that's why for my very first fight, I didn't want to. I knew it was going to be on TV, and I said to my coach and the pr- promoter, pretty much, I don't want to fight a bum. I want to fight someone that's going to show a good fight because obviously the way I look, I didn't want to come out looking the way I look, then fight against someone who doesn't even throw a punch. Mm. Or like, this lets me bash him up. And everyone's going to go, oh, look at this. It's just a pretty girl. And she's only winning because she's fighting like a, a bum or whatever. So, you know, I'm, I took that risk for my first fight to win, to fight um, uh, an opponent with a winning record on my debut. Um, and it was a damn tough fight. It was a good fight, you know, but it just shows that I wanted to show that I can actually fight. And it's not just because um, I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty mm. and I'm fighting a bum and they're trying to, you know, look after me. Yeah. And there's, and there's so there few spotlights like for... Yeah female boxing yes, so when you do get one you kind of have to it has take to be that good for, and it's not just for you it's for, no. the, for everyone all, else all the women yeah exactly there's people behind trying to you know the, you're opening the doors yeah. for, or closing the door for yeah, if, you, if like, you don't don't do it yeah every 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 girl that's fighting is an advocate for women's boxing every single one of us female boxers is an advocate for women's boxing so you know the fights that you choose to take and the way that you choose to take your career I mean it's just um, you know it reflects women's boxing because there's not, there's not many of us and you know and I think it's really important to think about that and being like you know um, you know in those you know choices what what image do you want want to portray for women's boxing mm. do you want to portray the fact that you know we can't really fight but the only reason we're winning is because we're fighting people that you know don't come to win or do you want to show that we're serious fighters like I mean there's there's plenty there's been plenty in the past like that you know and I mean it's with everything really. You know, you look at your um, Lucia um, Riker and um, that Jelena from Canada, you know, Melissa Hernandez. Like, these are all some of my favorite female fighters that have been around for 10, 15 years. They go to war, man, and they have tough mm. fights. And it doesn't matter so much in the females, and it shouldn't, I mean, in any of the boxing about your record too much, like your wins and your losses. You don't. Need you're never to... too far away from bouncing back, are you? It's such a small Yeah, fall, so. yeah. Like, you know, like trying to keep that zero by fighting no one's. Like, I mean, go out there and show that women can fight. If you lose or whatever, like at least make it a good fight, like and, and you're taking tough fights. And these girls have done that before, and it's kind of, I feel like these girls, um, you know, some of those names that I rattle off, like they might have a couple of losses on their records, but man, their fights, like you watch them, and it's quality, mm. like and and they've got world titles, they've got plenty of world titles, like um, the uh, Marina Juarez from Mexico, 
she's like had 50 fights like she's a mexican she's had like 20 um, world title defenses and she fights everyone but she's lost maybe six or seven yeah but that's okay barbie juarez you know what i mean she's um you know she's and she started off and she lost if you you know if you go right down she's lost like all her her first like 10 fights you know, like, I mean, like, not, like, yeah, you know, she, two of her first three. Yeah, she's lost heaps of her first 10 fights. Like, you know, her went, record in her first 10 fairly, fights yeah. was like five and five. Then went on a bit of a rampage from 2008 all the way through to 2012, picking up something like 15 wins in a row. Um, and look, but, they're all world titles, you know, all world title, WBC. Yeah, she's held that for quite some time. Yeah. Um, you know, she's but, had the WBC flyweight title full because she had it interim for a while. Um, she won the full title against Simona Galassi in 2011 in March um, and, and look, still holds it. <laughs> oh no, she moved up to Bantam, sorry. Um, super flying Bantam, yeah. but she's been a, ti- a world title holder since 2011 um, and, and has her last fight. Yeah, just um, has a f- last fight recently. So, um, yeah. I mean, well, it just shows, and, like, look at and, like she's she's one of the top, like you said, she's had like 20. Well, title defenses or something like this crazy. Only fought outside of Mexico a few times. Yeah. Uh, I know she fought in the States quite a lot during her yeah. initial But she's fought some really period. tough Argentinians. She fought, you know, Suzy Q. And um, like like you look at her record, and I mean, she has losses, but it's, it's respected. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think we're starting to see it change in the men's game now. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I think... You mean, what, not stressing about mainly, the zero? I think it was Mayweather was a the big Mayweather, part of I know, but why that became... A, yeah. the, the O became a big thing. Um, but yeah, look, I certainly think it's becoming less of a thing. Obviously, Keith Thurman uh, lost his eye recently, yep. and um, you know I think we're going to see more people that are willing to let that go for a big yep. payday or a big fight. Yeah, well, that was like um, Heather Hardy and um, Amanda Serrano taking on that mega fight, and mm. they have a lot of respect for each other. Yeah. But that was a that was a, a mega female fight because you know two really um, top rated and um, top rated um, fighters. Um, they both, you know, they're friends. They have a lot of respect for each other. But they knew they needed to do this fight for, like, they needed to do that fight for women's boxing to show, hey, why can't the f- best fight the best? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they both had um, different, you know, there's the different um, positives and negatives to each side. You know, but they took that fight, and um, you know, and I think taking that fight was a very big thing for women's boxing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it was both, big. It headlined a show. Yeah, in it was America. big. It was... Exactly. And it headlined. Yeah, and and you know. They're not like Clarissa, who's only been around for a couple of years. You know, they've been around fighting for you know years. These these two girls. So to see them come up and do that, um, I think is. It was Komen, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, and then that was um for the the feather title, the uh, the featherweight title. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of good female fighters out there now. Yeah, and do they're think... stepping up, and 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 the promoters are putting them on. Like I said, this is a main event. You know, like they're putting them on, which is good. But then do you, do you think that we mentioned the sort of shallow pool and how you can get to a certain stage fairly quickly. Yep. Do you think one of the biggest challenges to the female game is is that shallow pool of talent yeah. where, you know, it's only every few years you're going to get big fights and it's hard for anyone to get, a, you know, decent fights or continuously yep. decent fights? Um, and... You know what? I, I think Australia is a big problem because the pool in Australia is tiny um, and I'm feeling that now obviously been problem finding that out that it's very hard to get fights here in Australia um, appropriate fights um, mm. you know um, and you have to fly people over and then it's like you know expensive where you look at um, England um, well Europe yeah the countries all next to each other there's so many f- women fighters over there and same mm. with America it's a lot easier over there so I wouldn't say it's a big problem overseas I just think it's a big problem here in Australia yeah um, 
and I mean for decent fights and stuff. Um, but you know, I think that um, it's is growing definitely. Um, coming through the amateurs, a lot more amateurs fighting. Um, female amateurs fighting, and they're gonna all eventually well, not all, but you know they'll eventually turn pro as well. So you know it's getting bigger. Um, and I think people are more interested in boxing because of the females in the Olympics now, like the amateur girls, like, cause they see that goal yeah. as well. So, you know, there's a lot more coming through. I think, um, as well, we'll say like back, you know, before 2000s or whatever, I feel like women didn't really start boxing at an early age. I think it was more of a late 30, like they come in in their late twenties or thirties. Yeah, so that's probably when you're growing up, you're not looking, it's, it doesn't seem like a, a pathway at that yeah, point, does it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, guys, they start young, they start five, mm. 10 in, in Europe, America, and even in Australia. But I, I find a lot of the women, well, you know, Australia, like I said, it was only really illegal in New South Wales or in Australia boxing 10 years ago. So, you know, like you're either starting yeah. when you're older or, you know, like 10 years ago and younger, but definitely now, there's a lot of younger girls starting boxing, you know, and you see it all overseas. I as think well. most gyms in Australia you probably see more girls than boys now. Yeah, and not yeah. necessarily like in the fight, you know, in the fighting squads, but yeah. in the gyms in general. Um, so it has become a lot more sought after and socially accepted yeah. for girls to be in boxing gyms yeah. full stop. Well, I mean, like I said, like you know, because I used to train in kickboxing and Muay Thai, and it was really big back then for women to do that. Um, but that's probably because you know. Um, it was more accepted as well for females did kicking and kickboxing and yeah, you know what I mean strange. But and, and yeah right um, whereas um, the boxing was a bit like delayed with that yeah. kind of um, you know like mm. with the legality of it all and so I mean you've mentioned yourself in, in various interviews that you've done uh, that you know, eventually if not very soon you're going to start training and potentially fighting in the US rather yep. than Australia because yep. because of that challenge the, yeah definitely um, so but, is do you think that that is the sort of the only route? Is it the easiest route? What What are your sort of motivations? Um, or is, is it the law of being in America as well? I mean, that's got to yeah, be attractive. Yeah, I mean, all the Europeans go over there as well. Like, why is Triple G in America? Like, that's where the money's at because boxing's so big right, over there. I imagine because it's better than training in the Ukraine. Right, yeah, exactly. So you go, you go, you know, as a boxer, you're like, you know, that's where the... Oh, Kazakhstan, the, sorry. Yeah, Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah, that's where they make, um, make the money. But, I mean, like, sparring, for example, in Australia... Mm. Sparring in New South, I, I don't know very many other pros in, in, in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. In New South Wales. I mean, in New South Wales. I mean, we've maybe got one or two in each state. Yeah. And oh, for what? anyone who's not from Australia and listening to the podcast, you know, from New South Wales and Sydney to Brisbane in Queensland is the equivalent of you know, going halfway across Europe. So it's not... Um, yeah, it's not yeah. like next door. Like, yeah. yeah. So even if someone is in Australia, they're not necessarily close. You can get a, a six-hour domestic flight here in Australia, so it's yeah, it's quite a big it's, it quite is. a big place. Yeah, and if there's only like you know one or two um, top pros in Australia for sparring, you're probably going to fight them if they're your same weight, so you don't really want to spar them either. I mean, to a degree, you know, mm. like... So you don't want to spar them every camp. You don't want to spar them all the time because, you, hey, you know, like you might be fighting them or because it's such a small pool. Um, whereas in in America, like, the gyms are full of females mm. and full of pros. And, I mean, I can spar amateurs all day, but it is very different. It it's is. so it different. Is. Like, and, and we saw that even in your fight on Saturday. Exactly. Um, yeah, you can tell that Laura's whole, comes from an whole amateur. career has been amateur. Amateur, exactly. Um, and there was just, you know, she was very much tapping punches. And I think when yeah. she felt... Those like See. small gloves turning over punches on her. She she looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and she looked like someone that had grown comfortable with 
headgear and, and larger gloves yep. and point scoring punches. Right? Yeah, yeah, and just flicking out the jab and hanging yeah. it out there without the defense because, you know, you don't get hurt in amateurs if you get hit in the head guards, like really. So you mm. can kind of risk having a bad defense. I learned that as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, like, I mean, it makes it really hard when there's not many people around. How can you get, how can you really have a good fight camp or get really good training when you don't have decent sparring? I mean, I spar the boys anyways, so... Um, that's where I get my stuff. Like a lot of the boys at my gym, I've got a few smaller boys at my gym and they have pro style. So, you know, I'm sparring them. But then again, again, sparring the men is still very different to sparring, sparring women. Yeah. So, I mean, I would definitely want to go to America for those um, kind of decent sparring or even Europe. Like, I mean, for, for the sparring for the camps because that's really, really key, mm. you know. And would you, still like to, would you still like to fight here? Oh, definitely. I'd love yeah. to fight here, you know. Like I'd look for an Australian title next year. Early next year, I'd like to get an Australian title first. Um... I think that would be good if it was possible. You know, there's always things around it. But, um, you know, um, I definitely would be looking to, um, yeah, venture out into America next year um, for camps, for training and for fights. And, I mean, I think that's where that's, you know, you can make it in Australia as well. But Australia is, what's Australia? It's an island that not, like, you know, not over in the big world of things like not many people know anything about Australian Australian boxing and yeah cool I can do try and do that and be be that person that brings it here but I mean I need to get over there first yeah you know and I think as well um you know I'm being Australian and having my looks in America they love Aussies over there like I mean they just love it so I think there's a I've got a few things that I think will sell in America and you know um so I know why not try it um, and if I can get the fights and I can get the good training camps, then yeah, definitely, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I'll say if people are going to look at that as part of women's boxing, then you've got to use it to your advantage. Yeah, definitely. Certainly to, to sort of at least sort of break the mould or to open doors. Um, and I know you've mentioned to me previously, and you may not want to go into too much detail about it, but I know you've had some strange offers here in Australia regarding um, <laughs> you know, potential novelty fights and, oh, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I know, yeah. Um, yeah, I got offered, um, I think it was like end of last year, to do um, lingerie boxing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, honestly, like lingerie boxing. Like, I mean, aren't we already not wearing um, enough clothes? Like, mm. how much more clothes do you want us to take off, you know? And I just was like, I, honestly, it was like I got offered $5,000 to do it. And it was supposed to be on on Fox or something like this. And, like, apparently there was, you know, some some amateurs that put their hand up to say because this is the person that was asking me to do mm. it oh we've already got a couple of amateurs I'm like yeah well amateurs like of course they'll be happy to take their clothes off for money i go but like it's definitely not definitely i'm not um that's not the way i want to go about my boxing like you know you see my instagram and stuff like that like it's very uh, athletic it's, it's 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 professional you know like um i want to be respected for my for my boxing um and my skill and the way i fight yeah okay look you know i'm not too bad in my eyes but um i'm not um I'm not a I'm not a porn star. I'm not there to take my yeah. clothes off for people. Like I'm already wearing a tiny skirt that flips up and like a crop top. Like what more do you want? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you say this because literally, um, two days ago I got an inbox on my Instagram from someone saying, "Hey, um, would you take your, um, would you take your bra off for your fans or something like this?" this is the kind of inboxes I get. <laughs> would you take um, if your fans wanted you to, would you take your 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 top off or your bra off for them, like um, or whatever? I'm thinking, dude. I'm a box. I'm a professional boxer. You're on my athlete page. It is clear that I don't have any like bent over photos or like chest out photos. <laughs> I mean, like I, I got a big chest. I can't help that. But I mean, I don't purposely go put pictures up of my bikini or anything mm. like that. But then there's still 
people that are asking these questions and that's what they expect like if you want that man do you know how many other pages on instagram there are on and twitter that you can go to if you want to see tits like i've heard there's a few <laughs> um, you know there's a, yeah there's a few like and mine isn't that page but i'm definitely not the only one that would get that kind of stuff like there's some i talked to some of the other female boxers and like some of the shit that people mm. send us and ask us it's just it's crazy you know like so there is, and that you know, shows there is still a long way to go. But yeah. you know, events like that are only going to push push it further back. And yeah, they're only going to make oh, it definitely. harder like, for girls to be taken seriously. Yeah, and like I mean, look, each each girl to their own, and each each person to their own of what they want to do with their career. But if we want to be respected as females in the sport, we can't just be like. There's no problem with like using your looks or being pretty and being marketable. But you don't want to be like just, um, you know, like it used to be. Like I've seen it. Like all the boxes from like the 80s and the 90s and whatever. All their photo shoots are in bras with with mm. boxing gloves around them, like bras and undies and g-strings and stuff, because that's the only way they, they could any, sell yeah. their boxing, or the only way they could get attention for their boxing. But it shouldn't be like, and it's not really like that anymore. It shouldn't be like that. Mm. Like you got to use your skill. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you're a fighter, you want to be known for being. You want to be known for your fighting, foremost. exactly. Like it's it's just a bonus that you look good. But you know, like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Like I mean, that's cool. But I just think that. Um, you know, you should have a lot of, you know, like not respect for yourself, but respect for your boxing and, and whatever. Like, mm. you know, there's, 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 I think there's levels. Yeah. It's okay to be sexy. It's okay to be sexy and okay to be pretty and be feminine. Like I'm all about being feminine, all about being pretty and sexy and, and trying to stay like that as a boxer. Cause I don't want to go towards that stigma of, you know, we all are all butch and we yeah. all look like men and we got to be rough and over. Cause I'm not like that either, but I'm not about to go, you know, bend over and get in my lingerie, um, for a fight. Like I'll weigh in in my undies or I'll weigh in like that because, I mean, it's light and I, I need to weigh in with what I'm weighing in. Yeah. I'm not going to go fully clothed or like shorts and stuff because it just weighs more. It's just an advantage. I've already got a disadvantage because of my chest anyway <laughs> <laughs> with the weight of the scales. But, um, yeah, you know, so I, I think there's – I think you got to think about that as well of what are you actually trying to portray, mm. you know? Yeah, so that – Leads us sort of quite nicely on to the yep. last sort of topic I wanted to touch on before we get on to the, the news. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the big sort of news stories in Australia this year um, has been in boxing um, was the sort of controversy surrounding the ring girls in Bendigo. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, anyone who's unaware, um, we had two local councillors from Queensland um, raise concerns um, just before the Horn and Zarafa fight in Bendigo. Um, which led to um, promoter Dean Lonergan having to uh, bring in men, basically, to do the same thing <laughs> and to sort of appease oh, appease the issue. Um, now, Dean did also bring the girls in, um, and they were ringside, even though they weren't yeah. working as ring girls. So they didn't lose their job that night. But his main argument was, you know, potentially three, four girls nearly lost their jobs. Yeah. Um, now you're fairly uniquely placed because you are not only a boxing fan and a fighter but you were also yeah. a ring card girl yeah. so you've been on all sides of yeah this. i have yeah um so what what are your thoughts first of all on you know why you know, people being upset about it? and do you think there's a legitimate reason uh, for people being upset no like i mean look i was a ring card girl before i was a boxer a fighter you know, because I was training in it and I was doing um like the kickboxing and stuff and, and I couldn't fight because it was illegal. And so, I mean, for women, so, and I loved it so much that for me, um, being able to sit ringside, get paid and watch the boxing or the kickboxing close up, mm. like it was like my dream. I was like, this is- They so are some of the best seats in the house. They are the best seats in the house. Like you get, you get, you get I used to, I've had blood splattered on me quite a few times. <laughs> not that that's very not, nice, I but I mean, like you're close up, you know, <laughs> you know what it's like when you're ringside. But I mean, 
it's it's each to their own if like i know there's a lot of people and i don't know you know feminists or women that um put their uh, that try and defend um these girls being material uh is that the objectified yeah. oh, that's what you call it yeah you know and oh you know you shouldn't be objectifying women like why 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 does it have to be women and why do they have to be like that and like you know when i saw that and i heard about that I kind of just like, I mean, look, this is my opinion. I know there's other, there's maybe some people out there, women out there that are going to go, oh, well, okay, Ebony, like, you know, you're not sticking up for us or whatever. But I, I just was like, seriously, like it's boxing. Like, mm. I mean, and, and it's something, I don't know, it's traditional. I get that. But who wants to see a guy walking around holding a card? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I've I, been at, actually been at a couple of shows in Sydney. So I've been yeah. to a few, uh, Ashley Van der Sluis, who's a promoter here in Sydney, a female promoter, actually one of the few in the game. Um, she um, for a few of her fights with female fighters, she's brought out yeah, guys I, to do the cards. I think that's a nice little switch. Then it's the same thing, though. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, yeah no, a, I agree. You know, and and being a card girl, I was a card girl for like nearly ten years. Um, you know, pretty much from the age of eighteen to like you know all about to like twenty seven. Mm. I think it was my last time I did it, and I was um, flown around all around Australia. Mm. I was paid good money, and I was flown around Australia to sit ringside to these fights and I wanted to do it. I love doing it. I love being in there. I love entertaining the crowd. And most of the girls that do that, they love it and they and enjoy it. Most it's of these job. girls are models as well. And right? they're models. They, so they, and they that's do what they this do. elsewhere. They do it. Outside of boxing, they'd be you, doing it somewhere yeah. else. So. Like, okay, if you get a girl from the crowd who doesn't want to do it and go, get in the ring and hold the cards and walk around like, you know, and prance around, like, okay, maybe objectifying <laughs> yeah. or maybe you're, but you know, I feel like the women that are making these, like these. If someone's applied for this job. Yeah, or like, apply for it. Like you want to do that job, that's mm. your job. Like, it's not, don't worry. Don't, you're not hurting our feelings by making us hold a card in a bikini. Like you're not, it's not hurting us. Like we're not getting, you know, we're not feeling objectified. We're just doing a job that we're getting like that, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the women, well, the people that stand for this, oh, you shouldn't objectify women and it's sexist and blah, blah, blah. I feel like they've never done it and maybe they could mm. never do it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, I'm not going to say it's a jealousy thing. I just feel like they don't know what it's like to be in that in your shoes. Like if I was to be called up a day before a fight um, that I was going to ring card girl for and they cancelled it on me, I'd be devo. Mm. I'd be like, losing money. I don't get to sit ringside. Like, I mean, what? Because someone else who doesn't even know me is trying to stick up for me when I don't need them to. Like, I mean, they ended up bringing the girls back in that show. But, like, this is my opinion coming from being a cuggle and, you know, like, of doing it for so many years. You know, it's, 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 it's a personal choice. Yeah. And the only people that are getting upset about it are the people that aren't doing it. They're not in there doing it. Like, and my, I mean... And it, you obviously still get the, uh, the occasional shout or wolf oh, whistle. Yeah, man, you get it all and the time. That, even that, I'd say, is there's less now than there was even a year yeah. or two ago. Um, yeah, I was, I was actually thinking that at the weekend. Is, yeah probably only one wolf whistle every couple of rounds now yeah, where it usually yeah. gets sort of oh, four or five I remember round. when I was doing cargoing I mean it was very quiet at the beginning of the, the night <laughs> and then by the end of the night when few people be- are drinking a few, beers in. few more yeah. beers in they're getting really loud and stuff but I mean it's all about entertainment boxing is entertainment mm. Okay, and, and we've that moved goes, away. I think most in most places we've moved away from girls being in like g-strings. And, yeah, I mean and, that's when I was doing it. That's what I was. So we doing. have moved away from yeah. that, and it's yeah, I used it's to, like, kind of like these pit girl things now. Aren't yeah, they? Like the yeah. Shorts and the jackets. I mean, I used to now. start off with a dress, and then I get into shorts, and then by the so main event, I was in a bikini and a g-string. getting more drunk, you're getting yeah, that's right. I get more, <laughs> more I get naked. to show more skin. But um, no, but I mean, you know, I got good pay, paid good money for it, and it was all fun laughs, and you know, I was, you know, you kind of, you don't, you don't do those kind of things if you can't handle. The, the what's going to come with it like if you're going to literally get up there and, and get upset and cry about being you know objectified or having men yell at things and you, you know don't do it like yeah. it's personal preference yeah you know um 
that's just obviously my opinion from being on the other side. I know everyone, you know, there's going to be people like, oh, what, you know, you're not standing up for women. But, but I am, but I'm also standing up for the women that want to do it. It's choice, isn't it? That's what yeah, I'm saying. You stand up for women's choice. choice rather than, yeah, you know, we, you know, say, we don't think women should do We this, don't so think we're not you should you be do doing that because it's not fair on you. How about I'll do what I want and what I want to do, and mm. if I'm if I'm enjoying it, I'll do it. If yeah, I don't if you don't it, like it, you can go make a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, in between, right, in between rounds, go make a cup no, of tea. Exactly. Yeah. You've got, you've got a whole minute to yeah. yourself if, yeah, you, if you're that it. offended. And by like, it. Oh, it was good for me because I was able to get up close, and, you know, and I was I loved it. It was great. And you know what? Me doing that car girling for so long. Also, when I turned into a fighter. Like, I, get, I had a huge fan base, mm. you know, because, like, oh, no way, like, you're a cargo, you can't build my fight, and now you're fighting, and, you know, like, it all it was yeah. really, really, you know, like... Yeah, you get to meet people, you get to You get to meet and... people, you know, and, you know, um, it was just, you know, it's everything's, mm. you know... So, and I think, from my, from my side of view, if there's things, if there are some things we want to get away from boxing, um, I think particularly some of the shows I've been to in Australia, some of the, uh, do you want to call it the entertainment you see in between, in between. fights, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you see, like, Brazilian dancers oh, coming yeah. out, or um, yeah. you know, once we saw some guy from like Australian Idol or something, oh, or, God, yeah. and I'm sitting there thinking, what, what, why? why? I don't understand why this is here. Yeah. This makes even yeah. less sense. Yeah. Um, so get rid of that. And if you re- if you're really trying to save time, get rid of the national anthems as well. Yeah. No- only like two people in the room care about the national anthems, <laughs> and it's rarely the fighters. And it's, it's just like a five, ten minutes, everyone's just sitting there, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, oh, it's a long time. And everyone's time. like pretending to I, mime, like, I don't, I, I never, I don't know, I'm not, never singing the national, national anthem, I sometimes will move my mouth a little bit, like. The worst thing is if you have two fighters aren't from Australia, because oh, you yeah. have three national anthems. Yeah, right? It's, it's way, it's I too, know. it's too much nationalism too in much, that. Yeah. I don't think we, I, we all know we're in Australia. Yeah. We all probably all know where the fighters are from. We yeah. could just, you say it at the beginning of the fight. He can be the fighting pride of wherever he's from, yeah. and we can just move on. Yeah, we don't I mean, need I, the national anthem. You mean are you do saying it at that, the end of the fight? Wait, if you want are to. you just saying that for just the um, the local fights? Because all fights. So even the overseas ones, you don't yeah. like that either. Nah, get rid of it. No, get, get rid of it. All. <laughs> Especially the American national anthem. Oh, really? No one needs. Yeah. Everyone's heard that. <laughs> oh, I've heard that. Sick. Heard that more often than I've heard like, I, the British I, or Australian <laughs> national anthems, and I've never lived there. It's um, there's just no need. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But you know, again, the, but then the people that sing the national anthems will probably get on at me for saying, "What are you yeah. doing? We get a free seat at the front, yeah. <laughs> front row." I want to kind of um, touch on a little bit. I'm um, just on the women's boxing stuff a little bit out about um, like kind of disadvantages and the advantages that we have as mm. women's boxing in, um, in in relationship to the men. Like you know, um, you know, as we said, it's a bit of a faster climb to to the world um, title fights because the yeah. pool is smaller. Um, you know, that is, I suppose you could call it as an advantage, but then the disadvantage is we're not getting paid as much. But I think there's also a lot of advantages right now, which I'm noticing as a as a, um, as a a female, is that you're getting these opportunities to get on these good cards. Um, I mean, there's how many uh, how many um, male fighters are there in Australia all wanting to get on a Fox card, all wanting to get yeah. on a big card, but they just will never get on it, or they'll never get noticed, or they'll never, you know, because even if they're good, just because there's such a big um, competition. four or five on the TV But card. there's a big, yeah, and there's yeah. a big competition for it. Whereas females are, put, label it as a special uh, attraction. Yeah. So we're still, I mean, we're, we're labeled as a special attraction, a special feature, a female fight. So like, you still have to get a quota written. Yeah, you know, um, and, and because of how it is going, like, they kind of feel almost obliged to put a female a female yeah. file on every card now, you know. Um, and um, in that sense, it's good, especially for 
well, we don't, there's not that many female fighters in Australia. So a lot of us good female fighters are getting on these good cards yeah. pretty easily, you know, um, and we're getting these opportunities. Like I was talking to Dennis Hogan the other day and he was <coughs> saying how, you know, um, you know, obviously me being on the main event card um, for my debut and now um, um, the DDP card. Yes, we, we'll get we into that. Talking that yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, to do that by my third fight, you know, he was still fighting in sheds of 10, 15 fights. Mm. And a lot of the um, guys, you know, fighting in these backyard pub fights, like in, after they've had 10, 15 fights. But, you know, the girls like me, Bianca or me, you know, Shannon, um, you know, Nick's like, we're all getting on these good cards. So I think we're lucky in that sense. I also think, um, I don't know, I know that from some male boxes that I see, it's a bit, sometimes a little bit harder to get sponsorship, but I feel like I'm, I'm finding it easy to get sponsors and females might be finding it a bit easier to get sponsors at the moment because of this push for females in sport. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if I was... <laughs> Honest. If I, yeah. <laughs> if I was had a, a product that I was marketing, I'd rather have your face on it than... Yeah. So I think that exactly... Ty Telford. Ty Telford. <laughs> just hey, for example, because he was there at the weekend. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Anyone, any, yeah, he's just the first one to spring to mind because his name's written down there yeah, so we can talk yeah. about his fight. But, um, or Mick Whitehead. Yeah. Um, but certainly, um, yeah, and I think... If you are an attractive female, yeah. and this is this goes for marketing in, in, general, any, yeah, in general, um, like any, you know, when you look at yeah. you know, people that model for products and things yeah. like that, women will get paid more than men yeah. unless it's, you know, Brad yeah, Brad Pitt or George Clooney or yeah. a name, like a yeah. name. Um, so that's where things There's tend to advantage. advantage, exactly. So, like, you know, like, um, I'm able to get a lot of sponsors that are, like a sponsor that are interested, um, for having rep their thing or they like want to jump on board because women's boxing is just beginning and they want to be at the start and they want to be like yeah like let's grab mm. it now like when it's starting so we can be one of the originals that mm. follow um, you know so to speak because i mean women's boxing have been around for a long time but it's starting to be a lot more media noticed like yeah. it's a lot more and, there's, and i think there's a market emerging of women that will buy into other women fighting exactly. rather than yeah. you know there's a whole new market there which yeah. you know maybe women went into men's boxing but exactly. now we're like oh girls are doing yeah. it i'll watch yeah. it i'll watch a woman fight yeah. i don't really want to go and watch guys fight because it doesn't interest me but yeah they'll you know if someone to, yeah that's a whole new market that's so, potentially opening up yeah so i think if you're a female and you're able to um, market yourself well and you know you look good you hold yourself well you present well then there's definitely big opportunities there i think um you know um where we're a bit more lucky i say um and because there's less of us where this men is like fighting for a good sponsor in a way um and it's just who you know really mm. um but yeah so i think that's that's definitely some advantages we have obviously like i said the disadvantages is um you know not making this, the same amount of money and um not getting as as much recognition still um and you know the limit of the limit of fighters yeah. you know but i mean in a way for me i'm I, you know i'm 33 do i really have another 10 years on me to build up to try and get a world title in 10 years like no you know mm. like it's good that it's fast tracked for women so to speak you know but anyways that's that's what i think you know, you can always, there's, there's, there's positives and negatives to everything, but the main thing to take from this is that women's boxing is growing. Yeah. It is definitely on a rise, and we definitely have some people, to, um, some women mm. to, to thank for that, and we just got to keep on pushing for it and not give up, you know, because it does get really hard for us women, and, and there's a lot of women that have, have quit because it just is too hard, but we just got to keep pushing through it, you know, nothing's really easy, and um, we're all representing each other, really. Yeah. So, whereas male boxers, they're, they're not really representing each other it's themselves but really with females i feel like we are really representing each other yeah so i think because like i say it's a smaller pool and, and yeah everyone's 
yeah, the, everyone's either waiting for it to fail or yeah, waiting for or, yeah, or something exactly. to, to sort of fall out. So look, I think it's probably a subject that you particularly could probably talk for days on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know you're keen to maybe follow up with a few female fighters yeah, and, and do some specials. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that and we'll obviously keep everyone informed once we've set those up. Um, but for now, that's the end of part one. Join us very shortly for the news. Hi there guys, this is Tommy Watt from Punches from the Pods, just asking you to please subscribe and like the podcast wherever you pick it up from, Apple or Google, and please share with anyone if you're enjoying it and make sure that they subscribe as well. All your help is much appreciated. Thanks guys. Hello, welcome back to part two of episode four, Punches from the Pods. Um, this week's news probably a bit shorter as we went on a bit, a bit for a bit of a while in the first section. Um, but probably the biggest news of the week um, for Australian fight fans, uh, the announcement, the official announcement uh, of Dennis Hogan and Jamal Charlo fighting um, at the Barclays Centre in New York, December 8th, I think it would be in yep. Australia, December 7th over there. Um, massive opportunity for Dennis to... Um, yeah, I guess avenge what happened to him in his last world title yeah. fight against Hamie Munguia. Definitely, yeah, because um, we know, we all know, and a lot of people around the world know, anyways, that he definitely got that win um, against Munguia. Now, this is uh, you know, a really quality fight, Charlo's. You know, he's a he's a great opponent, and uh, if he can um, do this twice, you know, um, it's going to really put him and you know um, Australia back on the map for boxing. I mean, you know, we still needed uh, a good superstar to mm. do that, um, and you know, it's actually. Um, I'm pretty sure it's partnered with Showtime as well. Yes, so um, that's yeah, or PBC maybe. PBC, yeah, Jessa, yeah. which is the series. Showtime, so, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I mean, that's that's awesome. I think that's that's really massive. Yeah, yeah. massive platform for him to impress. Platform, exactly. Um, and um, yeah, no, obviously everyone wishing him the best. Yeah. Um, for that fight. Um, so that will be third time lucky if he is able to win that because he lost obviously yeah, Jack Colquet early in his career. Yeah. Um, for the WBO, um, which I think was probably way too early in in Dennis's yeah. career. I think he's admitted that since. Um, and then, yeah, obviously narrowly edged out by Hamie Mungia last year in a fight that many people thought he had won. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Glenn Russian and him, will, I'm sure, be deep into camp at the moment. I know he's been doing a bit of sparring even with Mundine recently yeah, yeah. Um, so as they get ready. As Dennis, obviously, part of DDP, um, yeah. who are putting on the Mundine Par show in November that you were part of. So that brings us on to part two of the news. Yeah. Um, you've been announced on that show. I have, um, yeah. 30th of November on the Gold Coast. Yep, so 30th of November on the Gold Coast is, um, yeah, the big Worlds Collide um, mega fight between um, Anthony Mundine and John Wayne Parr, you know, the legend of the Muay Thai. Um, mind you, he has had boxing fights mm. and he's, he's um, can't count him out just because of that. He's um, done really well in his boxing fights. You know, two legends, you know, it's like a battle of the legacies kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm really um, thankful for the opportunity to fight on that. Um, obviously, we've been in talks with it for, for a little bit, um, but we just only officially announced it on Monday. So, um, you know, I'm going to be traveling up to the Gold Coast for that. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be um, at the Seabus Stadium, which is yeah. obviously like an outdoor on the field, you yeah, know, outdoor. Very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I think it's going to be a really good um, experience for me as well, as I've you know, only fought inside and, you know, in, indoors. So um, I think outdoor boxing events is always a different vibe it's kind of like and especially with the weather i think it's more of like a kind of a spring carnival kind of vibe you know like it's everyone's i just feel i can just picture it as everyone being a lot more you know like lax and like happy like kind of like the horn and um yeah, Manny yeah. Pacquiao oh, stadium fights, fights yeah. always a, a great day out especially yeah. when you've got the weather um yeah obviously been to a few in the uk it's not quite the same atmosphere because yeah. it's usually a bit chillier, chillier. um yeah. but 
Um, yeah, obviously Monday in Pacquiao is fantastic. Yep. And um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. I will be there in commentary. Yes, awesome. Um, so looking forward yeah. to that one. Yeah. Um, and it's um, yeah, a big, another big stage for you. Yeah, another big stage for me. Um, you know, um, I think that this is going to be just, you know, it's just always, always stepping up and always experiencing it. You know, I kind of think like, you know, it's only my third fight in and I was lucky enough to fight on my debut as um, on main event Foxtel, which was, you know, um, you know, nerve wracking definitely. Um, mm. But, you know, I just, you know, tell myself, you know, I'm born for this. I'm, I'm not here. You know, I thought a few times, like, do I want to be pushing myself like, I mean, putting myself in these situations so early in my career and this kind of pressure of that, you know, the wider audience and that. But like you know, I do believe that I'm born for this, and and you know, like this is where you got to just kind of go in there and just take it by the reins and, and own it, you know. So I'm really really excited. I'm very thankful to DDP for giving me this opportunity. Um, they've been really really good to work with. Loved um you know loved working with them towards this. So I'm really excited. You know, six weeks straight back in there. Um, you know, I'm only going to be better because it's just only a six week thing. Mm. You know, whereas obviously my last layoff was eight months. So um. You know, I'm more excited than ever, and I'd nice love and fresh. Yeah, fresh. You know, um, you know, I've got the, the pretty much that last fight was just getting the rust off, and you know, shaking all that off, and now you know, like getting back into this one, it's going to be pretty epic. So we're going to go for a nice, um, you know, solid opponent that's going to put on a really good show, and um, that will be announced as well. Um, but yeah, so you know, anyone who wants to come check that out, or you know, if I have any Gold Coast and Queensland fans, I know I'm sure I have plenty of followers and um, sport up there. And also, it's going to be or anyone from Sydney, definitely a little week, long well. weekend up. Yeah, you know, it's going to be an awesome weekend. You know, um, we'll have good after party afterwards. You know, and all the supports always. And flights welcome. from Sydney are very reasonable at the moment. And they I are, had, yeah. I had it the other day, so um, yes, yeah, forty eight dollars. Mm. Um, you know, on, on Jetstar, $48 one so way. Get, get yourself up there. Yeah. Um, and another big announcement, I don't know if it's been officially announced, um, but Jade Mitchell uh, put up in his Instagram earlier that he is going to be fighting Stanislav Kashtanov, uh, who's a former WBA light heavyweight champion coming in at 36 with four, 36 wins and four losses. Uh, Jade Mitchell, 19-1 and one himself, and you know on the path to a world title. Very impressive boxer, Jade. He's put in some good performances. Had some good domestic dust-ups recently as well over your teammate, Kerry Foley, um, last, yeah. Uh, last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, big fight for Jade um, on a Hoskins promotion card. Um, what You've seen, you've seen much of Jade over the no, last few uh, years? No, I, haven't, I know about the Kerry fight, but um, yeah, I haven't really... I yeah. can't comment too much on Jade. Well, so, we probably should, shouldn't give him too much limelight. He does, on a, yeah. does a, a talk on a rival podcast. Um, but yeah obviously wishing Jade the best of luck for that um, and looking forward to seeing if he can um, get that world title um, ranking and and push himself into contention Uh, someone else who also is pushing himself into contention for a world title fight this time at heavyweight um, is Alexander Usyk um, who had his first fight at heavyweight over Witherspoon at the weekend Chaz Witherspoon I think um, which so, I missed out on <laughs> yeah so I watched it so Witherspoon yeah. retired in the corner I think after the 8th round um, yep. look it was uh, an impressive performance from Usyk but one thing he, he got he got hit a lot oh, um, okay, so in the first few rounds particularly uh, not too much to hurt him but then you know, Witherspoon is not Wilder no, or Joshua no definitely not and he um, only had a not very long notice to get in there yeah, when was his last so fight like a couple days, of seven days, when so. was his fight before that mm. I think it was from memory so like, Quite yeah, a while ago. So, on the basis of that, mm. my money would be on any of the big boys against Usyk. Yeah, Usyk, yeah. Um, look, I think he could probably do a job on Parker, potentially, because yep. uh, the size difference isn't, yep. is probably more negligible. But I think any of those sort of super heavyweights yep. that we've got at the moment, which I, you could probably make another division out of some of yeah, those freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see. I think it'd be a good fight as long as it lasts. But yep. I, from what I saw... Um, 
yeah, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near as dominant a heavyweight as he was yeah. in that cruiserweight. Um, but obviously, we look forward to seeing what happens from that. Um, but another fight from Saturday's, um, which I think you would have got a chance to see. Yep. So There's a few fights after yourself. Yeah. Uh, Ty Telford and Mick Whitehead was the main event. Yep. Ty Telford coming away with you know, an impressive victory over yep. you know Mick Whitehead, who's never in a an easy fight. No. Um, and he gave yeah gave Ty a tough night, but Ty yep. looked impressive. Yeah, you know, Ty to me, Ty always looks really impressive. Like um, I really enjoy watching. Um, Ty's fights, I think he's very entertaining. You know, he likes he likes to go to war. Um, he has no problem sitting in there and like punching. Mm. You know, he's got high work rate. And when it, when it probably suits him better to sit on the outside. It probably would. Yeah, I know. But I'm um, like, he's what's that? Oh, is that his like sixth or seventh fight now? Yeah. Um, you know, so he's still developing yeah, as well. Seven and one draw. I think yeah, good. yeah, oh, draw against yeah. um Brubaker, yeah. which I do think he won that fight. But um, anyways, you know, these these things happen. But you know, I was really impressed with the fight. You know, that Mick Whitehead, he's um. Really solid, tough, tough opponent. You know, he didn't back down. Um, he, you know, he's coming, coming back just as much. So it was just, you know, um, Ty just was able to kind of look a lot more, um, a lot more accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So more comfortable. Yeah, in... um, more, more composed, a bit more sharper. You know, um, so and definitely more um, convincing. So, yeah, you know. yeah, that no, was a good win, and look, you are definitely looking forward to seeing Ty back in action whenever that may be. Yeah, because um, I think yeah, he definitely. I love watching as a fight. yeah big great, future yeah. ahead of him, yeah. and um, and say so he's he's happy to take tough fights. Yep, take definitely. Some, like, no notice. So, yeah, yeah, like um, all the all the the Brubaker fight was what a couple of days. So I think that was six days notice, and yeah. he had seven kilos to lose or something yeah. like that. So and he went to war. And um, yeah, and a very a very impressive performance against someone who is again not easy to beat. Jack Brubaker is a very good fighter and, yeah. and very very tough. Yeah, yeah very tough. Well, he just fought. Um, Tim Zoo. Yeah, I oh, know. Um, no, sorry, fighting he's fighting Tim Zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just fought Dan Kennedy. Yeah, that's right. Um, in what was a, another war. Another war. Um, yeah. And that fight ended just because of a cut, cut early on, Dan really. Kennedy, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was swaying both ways. That fight. And Dan Kennedy's yeah. a very very good boxer as well. Yeah, underrated. Um, so you know, Jack is another guy who just continuously seems to take tough fights. Yep. Um, but then that's why he's a good ticket seller and why he keeps getting exactly. big fights and why he's in against Tim Zuna. Yeah, and, and it's these kind of boys that are um, they're taking tough fights and giving good fights that are going to help Australian boxing. Um, you know, because they're they're not they're not worried to step up and mm. take tough fights and go in go into you know um, out of their you know, maybe you know, it's a comfort zone, but you yeah. know um, where and they actually don't have like you know like these huge. Um, average background some of the Olympians that are yeah. taking a yeah, definitely not. fights you know well, what I, I mean yeah and I think um, <laughs> yeah we're, yeah, we're obviously still, they're just starting to, to reap the rewards of that and um, I know Trent Broadhurst has been announced on that yep. December show as well so that is looking to sh- be shaping really up pretty fight. nicely yep. for I think that's at the ICC yep. um, in December in, here in Sydney so yep. a good re- end to the year show yep. um, for any New South Wales fans and there was also that upset the Lynch um, upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on that, that, was, uh, that was a very, very much an upset. I don't think anyone um, saw that coming. Um, I don't know if anyone caught the fight. Did, were you watching that one yourself? Um, no, I've watched it back on Epicenter because it was the fight just after, straight after mine. Um, but yeah, um, the yeah, it was against Rodney... Ray Ingram, wasn't it? No, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, against. Rodney... Um, Rodney Rafal, that was yes, yes, yeah, the Rodney Rafal, yeah, that was um, yeah, very unexpected. Um, Rodney Rafal came out swinging, just going for that. He did, yeah, and he was, and in the commentary, I was, I thought he was going to gas out after a round or two because he's just he's coming in like a a madman. Yeah, yeah, but um, he really hurt Ty. um, mm, Sorry, he really hurt Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Um, and like I know from like experience, obviously he doesn't 
go crazy on me, but I said like he's been sparring at our gym and he spars the boys and like a lot bigger boys. And, you know, I've done some rounds with him and he is, you know, he's strong, that Filipino. Mm. Like, I mean, he's, he's strong. You couldn't underestimate him. He's been in with some, he's fought Cambosis, you know, he's had some tough fights and he's very experienced. And I could see the experience, um, you know, when I was sparring, when he was sparring the boys. So I know that when I saw that fight and that Tyson was going to fight him, I'm thinking, I hope these guys don't think it's going to be an easy fight because mm. I knew he wasn't going to come in easy. Like he's... Yeah, you know? well, you could see how much it meant to him. And at meant the to end him exactly. The, end of the fight, it was, he was so uh, cute. I know. Is it very like, thank you guys. And... I won. I won. It's my own thing. Please, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, is it, he dropped. One of those Wimbledon when someone wins Wimbledon reactions on the knees. Yeah, he, on the knees, yeah, dropped to his um, knees and stuff. And yeah, you know, but, actually, um, yeah, um, uh, Jamie Pittman had to throw the towel in on him. Um, on or didn't have to. But he chose to throw the towel in on. on yeah, Tyson, I think that was because um, he seemed to be. I think one. It, it was, was one of those shots. Was yeah very high in the temple and yep. you, and he, you could tell he just hadn't I recovered. It was the second round. Yeah, and, and I just don't think he'd recovered no, very his well. Legs. Yeah, no, he didn't. Um, and I think maybe that's what yeah, obviously being a very experienced cornerman, Jamie yep, Pittman, you know, could see that there was probably no way to come back from that. And yeah, no and there's no point taking further. Exactly, punishment. there was no point. I know he's so scheduled to fight Kane Clark um, in December. Whether or not that goes ahead, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know they might want to look at taking maybe an easier fight so Kane Clark's undefeated yeah um so maybe time to look at that but who knows um only they will know um yep. obviously Rodney Rafal had done his homework and seen that Tyson yep. had had lost once by knockout before yep. um and maybe that was his best route to victory yeah and, and yeah. obviously it was so. well he, yeah you know he nearly knocked him out so but and uh, yeah, yeah so Ray Ingram's fighting earlier in the night and uh, lost due to a, uh, a cut. Well, it's a well, draw. It was a, it was it was a draw, draw with due the to a cut. Yeah. Um, um, with Hader, who was very upset with yeah. uh, with the result. Well, I mean, um, without being too, um, you know, being biased, I actually did think that um, um, Hader was, um, you know, winning that fight. Yeah, that oh, definitely. definitely. I think he was winning the fight. Yeah. I think um, we, in commentary, myself and Paul Nazari, weren't sure and we've if it was it. from a punch. It wasn't. So, it, I mean, um, it was from a punch. It was from a punch? Yeah, because we've watched, actually, the footage back slow-mo. <laughs> we've done everything, <laughs> and there was no headbutt. Yeah. So there was definitely no headbutt. Um, and I think yeah. even when it's a clash of heads, it's not necessarily an intentional thing. No, that, of course not. Uh, you know, the, the referee's obviously not seen it and thought, well, I can't. Well, it was the was it the third round that it stopped off? I think off it was the, I think it was the third, yeah. Because no. I mean, if they could just make it go one, one more round, round yeah, I know. one more round. And it didn't look like the worst cut. I in didn't the world. Think so. And you know, yeah. I feel like yelling out, like, "Have you guys not seen like the Durrell cut or yeah. like the Fury cut? This is fine. Like, this can be pushed one more round to get an actual yeah. to get a proper decision." Same, same uh, cornerman as Tyson yeah, Fury, but, but it wasn't but then, pissing out that yeah, much. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst I've seen. And Ray Ingram wanted to continue as well in his defense. Um, so um, yeah, that was, that was a real shame because that was shaping up to be a good fight. Yeah, Hader, it was. Well, you know, for him, it's a you know he's early in his career and exactly. it, you know, you look at his box right now and see yeah. a draw, not a win. A draw, not a win. Um, yeah, and it's know, unfortunate because he was obviously upset by that result. Yeah, but. he was winning. I mean, you know, but it's, it's, it's boxing, I suppose. It is, knows? yeah, and these these things do happen. Um, plenty of good fighters have you know, like we were just saying earlier, have lost in their first few fights yeah. and gone on to win. Uh, Johnny Nelson's a good example in the UK. I think lost like fight. three or four oh, of yeah. his first five fights, and then went on to be a world middleweight champion. Yep. So it, um, yeah. And he's only young, anyways. He's, very young he's man, only yeah. twenty-two or twenty-one, maybe even. You know. So I mean, it's just as long as he stays um, focused and doesn't let it derail him, then there's no problem coming back. He's, you know, he's been sparring. Um, he's one of Tim Tim Zhu's um, main sparring partners. He's um, also spars Daniel Lewis from the lead up to Daniel Lewis's last fight. Yep. They, they, you know, they want to actually um, use him for his fight in um, America. Like, you know, so he's, you know, Hayter has a lot of potential. You know, we have a great coach in Arnold, um, and like he's got a very strong pro style. He's very strong, um, durable, and got a lot of heart. So, I mean, 
he's 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 definitely one to watch. Um, mm. But it's just yeah about getting up that experience and you know having a look at who he's fighting next and and how we go about that. So you know. We look forward to that as well, yeah. and um, yeah. So obviously these, these things do happen, but hopefully lightning doesn't strike twice. And yeah, um, yeah I often see people that get one fight stop because of a head cut. It happens yeah. a couple of times in a yeah. row for some reason. It just seems but to it be wasn't the, the way they cook and crumbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so that is all we got time for this week. Um, oh yeah, just want to mention as well. Yeah, Jeff Minnick obviously um, back up and walking yep. again. Um, the images um, sort of circulating yesterday. I think yep. it was on social media, which is obviously great news. Um, and wishing Jeff a speedy recovery over there Definitely. in Thailand. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. If you're still listening at the very end of the podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, if you are enjoying it, please do share with your friends um, and subscribe, um, comment, rate the podcast um, on Apple, Google, wherever you get it from. Uh, it really does help us and the more um, support we get, the more episodes we can bring you, including some of these specials that myself and Ebony want to do. Uh, moving forward I know you're keen to get Susie Q yep. um, and I think I'm going to bring in um, Dennis Hogan and um, Luke Jackson in a few weeks yep. uh, so we'll um, we'll get that done and um, yeah we'll keep you posted from yep. there but for now thanks for listening it's Punches from the Pods myself Tommy Watt and Ebony Bridges thanks guys